0: Ladies and gentlemen, our cold open tonight is a warning to not always trust everything you read on Wikipedia. Or don't guess, trust the internet. I guess All what lies you, what you don't read on Wikipedia. Uh, so for the past two weeks, I've gone through our Oscar breakdown and said that we have had no honorary awards or Thalberg or Gene Herzschultz, when in fact, both years have had many of those things. <laughs> And we skipped over a couple of names that I wanted to get to that uh, I felt deserved their due, even though, you know, they got it back in 1969 and 1970. Uh uh All right. So 1969, the 42nd Academy Awards. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, An honorary award went to Cary Grant for his unique mastery of the art of screen acting with the respect and affection of his colleagues
1: oh so sweet
0: we love cary grant here so
1: sure can't skip him yeah uh
0: and the gene herscholt humanitarian award goes to george jessel Mm, george jessel Jessel? damn it now 1970 the 43rd academy awards uh honorary award went to lillian gish for superlative artistry and for distinguished contribution to the progress of motion picture.
1: And to the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have anything I can follow that up with. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: uh, and another honorary award went to Orson Welles. For superlative artistry and versatility in the creation of motion pictures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So congratulations, Orson Welles, finally getting his due from the Oscars.
1: Hooray. Uh, Irving,
0: Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award goes to Ingmar Bergman. Oh, my boy. Zach, I thought you would like that piece of information.
1: Yes. Also uh, recently learned he was married like nine times. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, a movie for is nominated for Best Picture starring his lover, Liv Ullman, next year.
1: Nice.
0: At the 45th, not the 44th since I'm covering 43rd. And then uh, a Gene Herschel's Humanitarian Award goes to Frank Sinatra. Oh, old blue mm. eyes indeed. We all love Better Than Tony Bennett. <laughs> okay, real quick, I have to get something figured out here. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm looking up, I looked up Ingmar Bergman in, uh, in Wikipedia, and you said Lynn Ullman was his lover. Liv Ullman live okay because lynn Ullman is his daughter yeah Liz. so i wanted to <laughs> very much get that clarified <laughs> that's that's fair no live Olman.
1: all right yeah lots of partners lots of uh children and he once said i lived many lives indeed indeed you did sir
0: okay so those are catching up on that uh I have double checked it there is only one honorary award this year and we will get to it when we get to it okay all right well let's talk about a movie let's talk about a movie Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsity Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week? Jonathan. This week, we watched The French Connection, a cat and mouse game between a couple of narcs who are apparently terrible at their job and a French guy with his deli owner partner. Excellent. Is this everybody's first time? Yes. Yes. No. Oh. Uh, I oh. don't remember the first time I watched this movie. I know it was in high school, mm-hmm. and I know I probably just went ahead and bought it on DVD because it had that little gold statue down in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I remember I had that two disc like silver five star collection edition. Ooh. Uh but, and then I know I watched it on the, on the AFI watch. So that's my history with the French connection.
1: Very nice. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I also owned it on DVD in one of those gold Academy award edition <laughs> sleeves. Nice. All right. Shall we do an Oscar breakdown? Yes, please. Breakdown!
0: It is a beautiful April 10th, 1972 at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in Los Angeles, California. Our hosts tonight, because we have hosts tonight, and that is hosts, plural, are Oscar winner Helen Hayes, Alan King, Sammy Davis Jr., and Jack Lemon. Two time Oscar winner. That's a lot of hosts. Yeah, making up for the lack. Yep. uh, I guess they had to have a host for every year they didn't have one in one night. Mm -hmm. Nice. Our. Most nominated films on the evening is the three-way tie between Fiddler on the Roof, The French Connection, and The Last Picture Show at eight. Our most awarded film on the night is The French Connection at five. Best Picture, of course, goes to French Connection, beating out A Clockwork Orange, Fiddler on the Roof, The Last Picture Show, and Nicholas and Alexandra. Uh, Best Director goes to the William Friedkin for The French Connection, uh, beating out... Former winners, Norman Jewison for Fiddler on the Roof, and John Schlesinger for Sunday Bloody Sunday. Okay, wait, hold on. The guy who directed Fiddler on the Roof's last name is Jewison? Yes. That is amazing. <laughs> I I saw a, it might have been a letterboxed review on it that was like I had a bot mitzvah, so I feel like I am completely in the correct realm to say that it is a little too on the nose that someone named Jewison directed this film. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so uh, Norman Jewison, of course, won Best Director for In the Heat of the Night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Schlesinger for Midnight Cowboy. Peter Bogdanovich makes a uh, appearance in here for The Last Picture Show. Wonderful. Uh, Best Actor goes to Gene Hackman playing Jimmy Popeye Doyle in The French Connection, beating out George C. Scott for the hospital. Why would you even nominate him after <laughs> last
1: year? I was wondering
0: that. I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad performance. Yeah. I've never seen the hospital. Just the man said he didn't want your goddamn statue. What is wrong with you?
1: They're being petty back towards Well, We're going to nominate you anyway.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Incredible.
0: Uh Jane Fonda wins best actress for clute Ooh. Uh Ben Johnson wins best supporting actor for The Last Picture Show, playing Sam the Lion. Beating mm. out Roy Scheider for the French Connection. Man, I really want to live in the 1970s when Roy Scheider was a movie star, not just the guy from SeaQuest. Right? <laughs> that just feels like a better time to me. <laughs> Uh, Best Supporting Actress goes to the one and only Cloris Leachman for The Last Picture Show. Yes, sir. Playing Ruth Popper. All right. Uh, Best Story and Screenplay based on factual material or material not previously produced or published, the easiest thing to say in all of Oscar history, goes to The Hospital. Congratulations, Patty Shayefsky. Best Screenplay based on material from another medium goes to The French Connection. Uh, Best Foreign Language film goes to The Garden of the Finzi-Continus from Italy. Very nice. Beating out the Immigrants from Sweden, which gets nominated for Best Picture next year. (laughs) I don't understand. I plead the fifth. I uh, also beating out uh, Dodeskuddin from Mm -hmm. Akira Kurosawa. Oh, yeah uh i probably butchered the name of that film and i apologize uh best costume design goes to nicholas and alexandra probably the only thing that film deserves an academy award for uh best documentary feature goes to the hellstrom conical best documentary short, short subject goes to sentinels of silence jesus christ that was too many <laughs> s's uh, okay best live action short also goes to sentinels of silence hmm so that must have been a pretty good film i'm just trying to read up on the numbers start with the river which is a terrible title but it's about a small town life in iowa oh that's (laughs) a terrible subject too right (laughs) pain uh best animated short subject goes to the crunch bird i don't know what this is animated short by joe petrovich lynn maxwell and ted patak Okay. The crunch crunch bird? The crunch bird. Sounds cool. I'll look it up. I was gonna say it sounds like a breakfast mascot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh best original dramatic score goes to Summer of Forty Two from Michel Legrand. Uh beating out Isaac Hayes for Shaft.
1: Ooh. I don't hmm. mm. yeah. <laughs> Shaft is a classic.
0: I uh, hear he's a bad mother. Judge him now talk about shit i can dig it all right and best scoring adaptation or original song score brings us to our podcast within a podcast john williams oscar watch and here we are ladies and gentlemen john williams picks up his first academy award yeah her you did it Johnny. On the roof that's a oh, tough competition this year too that because is that is some stiff competition like, <laughs> just between bed knobs and broomsticks and willy wonka mm. right i mean sherman brothers have theirs already and yeah uh i don't know what Ch- i don't know what the music for chayotsky sounds like if it's just his music but uh yeah that's that's pretty steep competition yeah yeah
1: but i think they got it right
0: also i oh, want to know yeah. yeah of course <laughs> uh i also want to know what this movie the boy friend is
1: the boyfriend two separate words
0: yeah the yeah <laughs> the boyfriend british american musical comedy film directed by ken russell and starring twiggy oh sweet okay adaptation of a 1953
1: musical Twinkies i'm a supermodel right
0: right back on track uh best song original for the picture goes to isaac hayes for shaft the theme from shaft
1: all right Uh, also
0: nominated is bless the beasts and children from bless the beasts and children a song recorded by the carpenters what has that been going around with like karen carpenter playing the drums
1: have oh, you yeah. seen that
0: yeah like, so uh, Questlove love shared a video of karen carpenter playing the drums because karen carpenter is an amazing drummer yeah and it's a it, real shame that people yeah. are just learning this yeah, yeah.
1: like i all admit to being one of those i, I mean i knew Damn. she was a competent drummer but i didn't know she could throw it down like that No,
0: she was nuts yeah she's great i've i have been a, a a huge fan of karen carpenter since um Entertainment Weekly released a list of the 50 best cult films mm. like back in 02 or 03 and they put a superstar the Karen Carpenter story, which is a film that Todd Haynes uh, put out to try to uh, audition to get the rights to the Karen Carpenter story and he made a 40 minute short film, about Karen Carpenter using Barbies. I was going to ask, was that the one with Barbies? Yes. Yeah. And it is incredible. It 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 is better than it has any right to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the man's using Barbies, but he, the film is so straight. Like the Barbie, you almost forget you're watching Barbies about halfway through it because <laughs> you just get sucked into the story. It's really good. But it was one of those things where he put in for it and got denied over and over again because the family didn't want to see that. And uh, so it's just kind of a a relic that exists out there on the internet. So it's on YouTube. Check it out. Superstar Karen Carpenter story. Sweet. All right. Um, Best sound goes to Fiddler on the Roof over the French connection. Best art direction goes to Nicholas and Alexandra. Uh, Best Cinematography goes to Fiddler on the Roof over the French Connection. Best Film Editing goes to French Connection. And finally, Best Special Visual Effects goes to Bedknobs and Broomsticks over when Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth. Hell yeah. (laughs) And now, our one and only honorary award for the 1971 44th Annual Academy Awards. Charlie Chaplin received an honorary award at this ceremony for... The incalculable effect he has had in making motion pictures, the art form of this century. Chaplin comes out of self-exile to receive his award. Wow. And while standing on stage, Jack Lemon brings out a bowler and a cane. Aww. It, I actually watched nice. the clip. It is very sweet. <laughs> yeah. 12-minute uh, standing ovation. Yeah. Yeah holy crap yeah. yeah uh if if you watch the clip that they have on the academy award youtube page they cut out most of that jesus <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was My really hoping to watch it.
0: yeah it's like a five minute clip or so and at least two minutes of it is the the guy who's introducing Chaplin. now uh but it is it is a beautiful moment in academy award history i believe Chaplin's second honorary award sounds right. He wins an honorary award at the very first Academy Awards in 1927-1928. And that is our Oscar breakdown.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I wonder uh on like a technicality, obviously not a uh competing award, but last week we had the furthest between wins. I wonder if this would be the furthest between awards at all. I don't know.
0: Probably. I have to imagine so. I mean, 40 plus years is, yeah, steep. Indeed. So let's go ahead and talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. This is a tough one for me. Okay. And here's where I'm going to have an issue. Okay. Not making this episode about the movies that this movie went up against. Okay. Because this was a fine film, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it felt like another cop movie mm-hmm. and again without cracker slapping. <laughs> and again you're, this this is one of those times where you're saying this having what 50 years of movies that this movie inspired behind. It. This movie wasn't just sure. like any other cop movie in 1971. Okay, and I will grant you that. And so yeah, I am I guess a little jaded when it comes to cop films and 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 i understand that i just it's it's something that i need to point out when it's pointed out because this is yeah this movie was one of a kind when it was released i mean okay that's like saying that's like saying the raid was just another martial arts film okay no fair enough where where it's like man we saw the raid and it is incredible it is just a good time and for the next 50 years people are going to keep trying to do the raid yeah well, and it's, you know, we also live in a time where we have 50 million, you know, cop procedurals and yeah, the 50 spinoffs from each of them. So there's every acronym possible on TV. Right. Um, but outside of that, if I were to put that to the side, I look at what this movie was up against and go... We'll
1: get there in the worthy judgment.
0: <laughs> I know, it's so tough. <laughs> um, but... I guess this, this is a tough one because like you said, I mean, I, I, it is a cop movie to me. I can't put myself in that year and go, wow, I haven't seen one of these before outside of the cracker slapping. And uh, that had something more to say than this one did. This one was, you know, maybe a precursor of things to come even sooner than now time. So like, do we get things like the godfather or things like that that deal more in organized crime than without this because it touches upon that very loosely but it's still there um as if this movie is really testing waters like Mm. kind of dipping its toe into things that will come after it and going okay people do like this i just this is a tough one for me because like i said it's you've seen one cop movie, you've seen them all and it's hard to put yourself back then and go, I've not seen a cop movie. So this was awesome. (laughs) And it's not even so much that you haven't seen a cop movie. You just haven't seen one like this. Sure. Zach, what you got
1: through, um, through this podcast, I've tried very firmly to stay within what we've watched, trying to, I haven't watched much outside of the films from the years we're covering. And it's one of those things where, okay, I'm judging by what we've watched as we go each week, we ramp up a little bit, I see things that certain movies represent, okay, they're raising the benchmark. And in that way, the the camera work and the editing and stuff in this movie is just outside of a movie that I know influenced a lot, Z or Zed that we talked about a couple weeks ago, that, that had some similar camera work, maybe some similar um chase kind of stuff free but
0: freed uh, i'm just gonna say this right now Friedkin saw zed and said holy shit you could do that with a movie and then <laughs> made this movie
1: that's not even a joke okay well there you go <laughs> um but no i i think as far as like outside of what we've watched to judge this as an action film i think it holds up pretty darn well as a strictly as an action film especially with the car chase that uh, everybody sure. talks about. Um, does it, It I I do kind of agree that maybe there's not the kind of substance that I would have hoped for. Like the, it hints at things like one of the things that I think it did maybe accidentally or maybe accidentally on purpose without really delving into it is highlight the whole um, hierarchy of, uh, White drug distribution versus how it impacts, you know, the other minority races who end up using it, and get- I,
0: I, I think that's very purposeful in yeah. the film. Yeah.
1: So it, like it's shown they don't like sit down and talk about it. You don't have to do that in the movie as long as the audience understands what's going on, and they should. Um, but I think that's probably one of the more important things that comes from this movie. It's like, oh, look at these fancy fucking white people and what they're doing to the communities by playing their games and trying to be rich. Mm-hmm. I, uh, as
0: being the only person who's seen this movie going into it, I, I, I liked it a lot when I had seen it previously. And the, the couple of times I had seen it, I owned it on DVD and watched it at least a few times. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to, I tried to come at this film with a more critical lens, uh, not having seen it and probably over, 10 years or so and uh then immediately within about 20 minutes of this film just shut my brain off and went holy shit this movie's fucking awesome
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i got so sucked into it i love this film so much mm, good it's it's a good I, movie like I, I i will not take that away from it it's just like i said i it, it's just being jaded by what i've seen and you know put put a lot of what i've seen up against this movie and a lot of them will can't even hold a candle up to it yeah yeah i yeah i just i love how broken and not good at his job doyle is and how much every character has something to say about that yeah
1: yeah i mean Uh, he basically creates a prototype i guess
0: yeah. yeah and he's just kind of an overall piece of shit and a racist and mm. you know, there's no reason to root for him at all in fact half the time when he's chasing down bad guys and they get away from him I'm like good fuck him yeah. <laughs> yeah so and and that's something that I definitely enjoy is again I, I like a character I'm not supposed to like even if they are technically the protagonist in it um, it's like recently I've been watching Sopranos again and my wife is like man Tony is just the worst. I'm like, yes, you are not supposed to like him. Yeah, that that you are not. Like, yeah, he has sweet moments, but no, he is just the fucking worst. <laughs> He's an awful human being.
1: Yeah,
0: and if you're rooting, like, you know, watching that show as a younger person, again, like him getting away from the cops is always kind of like, Haha. but at the same time, yeah, yeah. But does he really need to be out <laughs> on the street? <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I I just get sucked into this film. I I can't even help it. I just think it's the coolest.
1: (laughs) It is pretty cool. Speaking of HBO shows, the, the thing that I really... From a modern perspective, and reminded of watching this. Is I'm seeing how how much like The Wire is influenced mm-hmm. by. Oh yeah, I'm that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like the one person in America that hasn't seen The Wire that was able to escape. Everybody going, you haven't seen The Wire. Uh, a friend of mine posted on social media that he was talking to some guy on like a dating app, and they told him that they were watching vintage HBO, this show called The Wire. <laughs> oh wow Gosh, like, it
1: is 20 years though isn't it I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was like
0: uh i'm starting to feel vintage now." <laughs> god yeah. um yeah uh and and again this is like one of the first films the first like major hollywood films to show the mm-hmm. drug trade mm-hmm. like in yeah. depth and it's based off of very loosely an actual drug trade. Right. Uh, yeah. I was uh reading up on that because I was yeah. like, wait, this is based on a true story that I read up like in the end, like, no, it was just a bust. They got him. Like there was yeah. no problems whatsoever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did say loosely. Yeah. Um but it pretty much you start with the, the car being snuck in with the drugs in it was mm. most most of the things that are correct. No, I uh I I liked being able to piece what they were doing, like, the bad guys were doing in the end. Like, what was the point of the, the the TV French guy? Like, why did he come? And it's like, oh, okay, they just needed him to bring his car. Like, that was it. Yeah. So just kind of seeing all that piece together. Um, I liked the subway scene, that back and forth, just kind of oh, felt yeah. like this, like, <laughs> Benny Hill-like... <laughs> and then and then frog one just like waving to him through the window as he goes away on a train
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was great yeah the the yeah the uh tailing scenes were really good yep um i i hate shaky
0: cam though i absolutely hate shaky cam i understand why they do it in films like this because they put it they put the camera at eye level with everybody so the whole point of that is to make it feel like you're there just watching what's going on but you as a person are there and by adding that shaky cam makes it feel less you know Mm. artificial fixed yeah Yeah, exactly artificial so i just i see it too much yeah i don't know if that's just my mind going can we not i get what you're doing but just can i get like a shaky cam toggle yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> I i think they really overdo it nowadays, but I don't know that's oh, too bad here. I, I think Oh who
0: is who's it to blame on that one? Uh, uh first there's saving private Ryan and then it's Born. The yeah, it's born green grass was, or, <laughs> was was Saving Private Ryan the one? No, it was was it saving private Ryan where they were like, hey, start hitting the film reels while they're filming. Oh, that might have been that, I think that might have been Star Trek that they did that. Okay. Where they were like start like rhythmically padding on the reel as they're filming to add this like shaky effect to it. Interesting. You know, just if you could not. <laughs> yeah. Uh born the born movies are the worst for it. Uh Doug Lyman did the first one, Zack. Uh okay. Paul Greengrass did the next two, but I feel like Paul Greengrass really kicked it up a notch with the shaky
1: cam. <laughs> yeah i think he's kind of notorious for that and other things too that i've seen yeah the... green zone was <laughs> kind of hard to watch
0: <laughs> um but i don't mind it so much in a film like this where they're not trying to do shaky cam it just feels like it's all handheld because they're trying to not like set up shots yeah well i mean you could tell like they're working on minimum space yeah like mm-hmm. so somebody's got to actually hold it yeah. so i get that yeah so <laughs> it just becomes it just becomes how the operator's moving and not so much like oh we want this to feel shaky like not like when you get into the chase scene and the camera's kind of going all over the place because uh, it uh, needs to feel kinetic so we need to talk about the chase scenes a little bit okay so there's a couple of parts in this movie where they're going fast but it gets slowed down in a way so you know when the subway or the trains hit each other Mm -hmm. that moment where it shows kind of like the bumper of the one train and you're going this thing's moving five miles an hour i don't think it's going to really hit that fucking hard because that's what the camera is showing you. And they do it a few times during the actual like car chases and things like that where you're just like ah, no, go fast, please. <laughs> like it feels like you're going really slowly. Like, just let off the fucking yeah. brake. Yeah, but yeah. again, this is
1: limited by reality, I guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I get it. It's it's just yeah.
0: one of those things where I again my mind goes, I'm seeing this and I'm just watching like like when when the, when the train's hit they're showing that so that you can see what it's hitting. Yeah. Cool. Um, just don't show it and I'll be fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know what it's going to hit. You could show just like the back. Show me the speed of which it's hitting to give it that full impact instead of that. It's not even slow-mo. It's just literally a guy walking up to the bumper with the camera. So I, I just, it, it <laughs> kind of bugs me. Other than that, though, I mean, the chases are amazing in this movie oh god they're they're the best yeah i hope this up is way better than bullet mm. oh I mean, wow <laughs> that's a that's a thing to say and i i believe every word of what i just said thanks <laughs> nice. so um like, oh, go ahead zach
1: i was just gonna say you got like 35 to 40 minutes just of like balls to the walls chaos going on here in this movie for a while and it's pretty cool and
0: I'm going to bring up one thing that I uh, messaged to you guys earlier today. <laughs> Being a mother or woman carrying a baby in a carriage is a bad idea to be in this movie. Yeah, indeed it <laughs> it's is. It's the <laughs> same fucking carriage every time, too. <laughs> hey, darling, Harry. We- oh, my God! <laughs> like, wait, that bitch just got sniped. Wait, Gene Hackman almost just hit that woman with a fucking car. Like, <laughs> was that yeah. the same woman? <laughs> Fuck. God, yeah. Because it was literally the same baby garage, too. Just that black with that specific sloop on the sides. Mm. That's all they sold in 1971. Apparently. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, it, it's a... it's... <sighs> man this is such a tough movie because it's so it, it is good like i said a lot of cop movies especially since we don't get just a lot of actual cop movies nowadays we either get buddy cops or we get the jason borns and john wicks and stuff like that right um really everything thing we get is tv at this point yeah this one's so much about the process yeah. like stumbling into into this world of drug trade kind of pretty much by accident and then like having to set up everything get the get the permits for the wiretaps and all the tailing they have to do and then uh hitting women with uh with baby carriages it's it's all part of the procedure (laughs) indeed indeed yeah all right well do you guys have any more notes on this movie um no it just rules It's, it's a good movie i i love hackman in it I love Scheider in it. I love that almost nobody has a fucking name in this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, as I only started watching The Wire last year during quarantine, so uh, it's it's something like yeah, all the procedural stuff that Paul's talking about. It's like this is the this is the blueprint for that, and um, it's easy to appreciate it. Um, yeah, and I'll save further comments for. A little bit.
0: All right. Well, Paul, is this in the library? This is. Hmm. And man, do we have a lot of films from 1979. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to guess what year this got in?
1: I'm gonna guess 2007.
0: I was gonna go 2009.
1: Oh, Zach's the
0: closest, but he doesn't win the Price is Right. Ah. Oh, 2005. Oh, damn it. Damn. <laughs> so close oh every day <laughs> oh i'm sorry zach one of these it's days different. i believe in you all right my orange uh, is sweating these are our films from 1971 a clockwork orange which goes in in 2020 so that's a very recent inductee mm-hmm. uh dirty harry the french connection growing up female a documentary herald and mod yep uh the hospital which I apparently need to see because it goes in the earliest for 1971, 1995. Oh, wow. Uh, the Last Picture Show, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, A New Leaf, which I just watched for the first time this year and is delightful. <laughs> uh, Nostalgia, a documentary short subject, Reminiscence of a Journey to Lithuania, a documentary that was filmed between or released in 1971 to 1972 shaft which goes in in uh 20 uh 2000 sweet sweet back's badass song which goes in in 2020 so there you have the two major proponents of blaxploitation uh two lane blacktop and Willy wonka and the chocolate factory okay and that is our national film registry for 1971 nice thank you all right. So now it's time to get into our worsty judgments. Give it that second for trap because I'm always a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to start this week. Sure. Okay. Um, Jonathan, does this deserve best picture? No. Hard no. It is a good movie. Um. But if you compare this movie to Fiddler, this is crap. <laughs> I don't know. Crap. That's comparatively, <laughs> this movie is crap.
1: I, I don't even.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I, Fiddler is a, a, such a good movie with just a main character who is just so well done. And I, I, I don't like Kubrick. I like half of his movies, um, but I still think A Clockwork Orange is better than French Connection. Uh, I think A Clockwork Orange is probably like, if I were to rank my Kubrick movies, is my probably number one. Um, So it's really hard for me to, I don't understand how this movie became Best Picture with just those two next to it. It makes no sense to me at all. At all. 'Cause I mean, Gwen Stefani hasn't made a song based on French Connection.
1: <laughs> Maybe she has. I don't know. I just need to go back and look at some No Doubt lyrics.
0: That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I man, I'm sorry. I just this is a just hard no for me. Zach? Does this movie deserve best picture?
1: Well. Welly welly well, my boys. No, I'm kidding. Um I didn't get to watch uh was Nicholas and Alexandra. Is that the Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that was the fifth one. That's the only one I didn't get to watch this week of our best picture nominees. Spoiler alert, you didn't miss anything. Well, thank you. That I, I let you take that bullet for me. Um I'm just gonna do a couple quick shout outs to Duel and THX eleven thirty eight. Um both great movies, not not deserving of best picture nominees, but um good and important. Uh, Willy Wonka. Also, yay for that. But as far as the best picture nominees, French Connection is my number four. And when we're talking about what deserves best picture, we've had a lot of conversation off the podcast before this about you know Clockwork Orange and Stanley Kubrick being a douchebag, and you know we talked about it on the episode with two thousand one, and otherwise as much as I love clockwork orange and as much as I have hyped it up, it's my number three. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's one of my absolute personal favorites. And I get any criticism about Stanley Kubrick, uh, being an asshole to work with being a weirdo and a pervert. I myself am a weirdo and a pervert who does a lot of lewdness for the sake of being lewd. (laughs) Um, but you don't, but, you know, slap Shelly Duvall. I, I don't. Correct. Correct. I slap nobody but my own self. There we go. Uh, it's, yeah, Clockwork Orange is my number three. And I know that surprises uh, anybody who's heard me talk about it, especially considering you can't see me, but I am dressed up with eye makeup and everything right now. I'm really um,
0: hoping that you post that picture that you put on your personal Facebook onto the Oscar worstie.
1: I will. I will. So
0: everyone can see.
1: My number two, and this is where I say Best Picture should have gone to either one of these. My number two is Last Picture Show. That movie, I had never seen it before. And it tore me open in such a way I didn't imagine. It uh, Mm -hmm. filled me with kind of this weird, sad nostalgia for a, a time I never lived in, but people I know very dearly and personally that lived through it. And I saw the effects of that small town 1950s eight shit to do, so just fuck up your life and be depressed kind of shit. It right. it was so good. And it's still like I can still feel the effects kind of tingling in me from watching it. If you haven't seen Last Picture Show, it's an uneasy thing to watch, but it's poetic and beautiful, depressing and sad, all in this nice tight enchilada. But my number one is Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof is an undeniable classic. It might be, you know, my wife commented on one of Paul's posts. Uh, it might be the best musical. I, I don't know. It, 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 I can't think of a better one as I'm sitting here right now. It's It's
0: perfect. so beyond up there. Like, it, it might be my number one as well. Yeah,
1: It's my number three all-time musical, for or top three. Uh, I don't know the position at the moment. But Fiddler on the Roof Looking what back, other,
0: what are the other two? Hmm? What are the other two?
1: Oh, uh, if I have to pull one out of my hat, probably "A Sound of Music" and um, "And Singing in the Rain." Those are like my other stops. Stop. In and, case you were wondering, so, yeah,
0: "My Fair Lady" in South Park. <laughs>
1: Very nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like looking back, if I, if I think they'd have to do like a revote. on the roof should win that's my answer
0: all right well paul yes does this movie deserve best picture okay i'm gonna start this with a statement and i need everybody to follow me for a second okay 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 Okay. you got me all right i really wish a clockwork orange would have won best picture so that i'd have a new least favorite best picture god (laughs) damn that movie's terrible i hate it so much it is in my bottom five films of all time wow ever it is down there with Catwoman. It is down there with <laughs> Bohemia Rhapsody. I hate that film so much. It is unwatchable. <laughs> it is just trash. And I can't believe it got nominated for Best Picture. I can't believe anybody has anything positive to say about it. Aside from the cinematography is nice. And the music is actually pretty good. But John Carpenter does it better 10 years later. Okay. The music. Sean, it. it it reminds me of a John Carpenter score and John Carpenter just rules. No, absolutely. 100%. And, and he does his own scores, so it's just better automatically. Fair enough. Also because he's a cranky bastard and he doesn't want to hire somebody else to do a score. The best. I love I mean, John Carpenter. This is one of those... Like I said, I'm not a Kubrick fan. as And, and I liked this movie more before I met Paul. Hmm. Um, but this is one of those situations where I think Paul is just wrong. And when everybody in the room is an asshole, but you, you know,
1: <laughs> my feeling is that I love it, but I understand every single criticism and I, I never say it's a movie that anybody needs to watch. It's, it's every uh, repulsive and thing. Paul will have to say. I about d- I
0: it. don't think the movie has anything to say which is its biggest problem. It is shock value for the sake of shock value. It is exactly that. And that's why it is no good because it is elevated as art instead of just being thrown down to the dregs of shock value for shock value. It is, it is the trauma films without self-awareness. I, I I know these things and I still enjoy it because I think it is a, I don't want to say fun as the way to describe this movie, Um, but it is Just, I think a good movie
1: that that, celebrates rape. Yeah, the the (sighs) point of the movie is everybody's an asshole. Everybody's violent. Yes, Alex was just honest about it.
0: I don't think it was celebrating rape, but 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 you look at Kubrick and you go, maybe it doesn't show
1: it. Versus a movie like Straw Dogs, which I just watched, which showed it and is disgusting, and I do not recommend Straw Dogs.
0: That's that's what I've heard uh i've um anyway so
1: yeah
0: (laughs) i'm i'm off of uh the celebration of uh debauchery and rape that this piece of shit stanley kubrick made in 1971 i hate him so much i hate this film so much it repulses me Uh, understandable so that being as he said he's done um i'm done that being said nicholas and alexandra is my new number four is my number four of this class because it is a very bloated and boring film trying to uh, let the Russian czars off the hook for their murder and violence. And no. it is not fun to watch. Uh. Yeah, uh, essentially, it's trying to get you to see it through their eyes, guys. Come on. I mean, I know he shot, he had a bunch of people murdered in the streets, but <laughs> he was sad about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's, okay, I will avoid that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Joe. It's
0: three <laughs> hours long, and it is a slog. I watched every minute of it. Unlike Clockwork Orange, which I can only watch 15 minutes of before I turned it off because of the two rape scenes up front. Okay, uh, my number three is Last Picture Show, which I love. It made me. It. Mm. This is the second time I've watched this film because it's one of those films. Again, uh, <laughs> as I have said about a couple other films like Midnight Cowboy, where just watching the film makes you. Feel bad, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's a verisimilitude of the film that that makes you thankful that it made you feel so bad, yeah. And I don't think I'm going to watch it again for another ten years or so because it's a tough film to watch, yeah. yeah. But it's beautiful, and mm-hmm. Cloris Leachman is so good. It. Oh god, Ellen, she breaks my heart. Oh yeah, Ellen Bernstein's so good in it. Oh, yes. Jeff Bridges,
1: I love Bridges. Yeah, (laughs) I set that up earlier to bring it back. Oh my god! Well done. It's so so wild watching him at like 20 years old have the same exact voice he has now. Like caught me off guard. (laughs) It's
0: like, oh man, you were a grizzled old man back in the '70s, huh? (laughs) um yeah no that's a beautiful film and i love it and uh i recommend it to everybody that really just wants to have their heart torn out of their chest and stomped on yeah uh and it's it's great it's a great film uh my number two is french connection because it it rules it's an incredible film Mm. Mm -hmm. there's so little wrong with it it's not even funny my number one, of course, is Fiddler because it is. <laughs> it's it's pretty much a perfect musical. It is, yeah. It's it is is, perfect. <laughs> it, it's so hard to get around that fact. How many times I cried watching that movie? That places that it never hit me before. That it's hit me now. That I'm not going to discuss now because I will start crying, especially after just talking about the last picture show. Yeah. I I will I will sob openly on this as I did rewatching the film. Uh, it's beautiful and. Every song is a goddamn banger. Yep. Uh I have them all in my head right now. <laughs> and uh Chaim Topol is should have won the Academy Award. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Gene Hackman. No, you, I agree. Yeah, like uh, you were amazing <laughs> in French connection. He was good. But he wasn't I, Topol. No, he, he, he wasn't. Was... <laughs> Topol. Oh God. He's so good in that film. Yeah. He is so good. Um that all being said, I want to give a shout out to a film that I discussed, that I i mentioned, but wasn't discussed. The film that should have won Best Picture this year, Harold Maud. I was about to say, why was Harold and Maud not nominated? Because people are dumb. Did the Academy just this... not have balls? Yeah, that's uh essentially it because I don't even think Cat Stevens got nominated for best song. Cat yeah. Stevens should have been nominate Yusuf Islam, you cowards. Yeah. Um, this is
1: a perfect movie god i it need is. to watch it i was going to if i had it, time but i ran out so i need to watch it it is and
0: it's only 90 minutes okay. so, like, <laughs> it's only 90 minutes it is a perfect movie uh Harold mod rules uh all that being said yes french connection deserves best picture it is it is the quintessential <laughs> cop movie it is it is sure. the film that set the table for everything it is a tense thriller that The kinds of films that people are always complaining, the Academy Award don't nominate these or give them Academy Awards. They did it in 1971, but against (laughs) Fiddler. Like, I, yeah, okay. That doesn't mean (laughs) it doesn't deserve it. Should Fiddler have won? Yes. Should French Connection have won? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to put the French Connection up against, like, Midnight Cowboy, I would have said, yes, French Connection deserves it because that's kind I, of what it was up against. I would have too, and Midnight Cowboy deserved it too. <laughs> but I, I just look at the year and I go, I, you, I don't understand. This was an Academy misstep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Another Harold and Maude not being nominated <laughs> was another Academy misstep, which is, I think, kind of the point of what we're doing here. I don't <laughs> think French Connection was the misstep, though. No, I, French not, Connection was not, not the misstep. It. Okay, absolutely. I will concede to that fact. But a misstep was done. Like the fact that they go, okay, well, it got the nomination, but you compare it to, I, it, it's, they did wrong. I, I don't agree with that. I, I always have this, every year I have this uh, thought that if something is in my top 20 of a year, I'm okay with it winning best Picture. French, connect, I mean, French Connection mm-hmm. would probably have been in my top ten that year. Like Parasite, yeah. I think I ranked like fourteen or fifteen of the year it came out, and when it won Best Picture, I gave it a standing ovation in my living room. Sure, I I think more than one thing can deserve Best Picture, and I think Last Picture Show, Fiddler, French Connection, all are so top god tier films that <laughs> that if if I any of them would have won, I would have I would have been ecstatic. Hmm. I and and I think I agree with you generally because you're right. Like I mean, the nomination alone is enough, I think, to go, "Hey, this movie got the nod. It 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 was recognized as an amazing film." But when you put it up against something like Fiddler,
1: I think it, it, yeah.
0: it makes it a little tougher for me because Fiddler was something different in and of itself. It was a perfect film. Yeah. And, and like you said, this is not at the fault of the French connection. This was just, I, I, I just feel like this year it was a misstep.
1: I feel it's really hard to step away from what we've been exposed to, um, modernly, because if I could go back to 1971 and never seen all the procedurals and the cops and the chases and everything, and see this movie for the first time, I probably would have been like, holy shit, that's an awesome movie. Everybody go see it. But I, when, yeah. I watch, when I watch it in 2021, I'm like, okay, that was cool. I don't need to watch it again. Whereas Fiddler, I'm like every couple of years, I feel like, hey, let's watch Fiddler on the Roof. So that's, again, it's like that's time and history passing, coloring my opinion.
0: But uh, I, I mean, even so. if I were able to take myself out of the last, you know, 40 years and go, no other procedurals or cop movies have been made. And this was, and I've, I still put those two up against each other. Mm. I, I still go, really? Yeah. I don't like. I, I I recognize it. I just don't see it as the winner. I see it as a winner, but not the winner.
1: They both had lovely redheads. Um, sure. <laughs> the French Connection had a lovely redhead on a bike who got naked. So that that gets the
0: point. Pervert. Fair.
1: Pervert. Pervert.
0: I'm a pervert.
1: Nice. Well, fair enough. We haven't even asked the second question yet, have we? we no, haven't. we haven't. <laughs>
0: we haven't. Uh so Jonathan is this the worst best picture. Not even close. Um this one's hard to rank though for me. Um, top twenty, most likely. Okay. Uh, but there were 44 films, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh Zach. Was yeah. this the worst best picture?
1: No, it was not. I'm still going with the greatest show on earth. GG, Broadway, Melody all down there stinking up some stuff. Uh, French Connections, top 20 for me as well. Ball. Yes. Jonathan can ask a question. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> is this the worst best picture?
1: No, no, not even close.
0: Uh, this film is so good. Um, the worst best picture would have been Clockwork Orange if it would have won. But thankfully, this film won. And I have it at my number fourteen, right under My Fair Lady, and right above From Here to Eternity. All right. Okay. Fair enough. If if, if you need to hear what's under those, it's West Side Story. You can't take it with you. Best Years of Our Lives. All okay. About Eve. American in Paris. That rounds out my top twenty.
1: Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yep.
0: Okay, well, we'll go ahead and call it here. My name has been Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter, on TikTok, and on Twitch.tv at Altorn underscore Zach, where can we find you?
1: Find me on Kritiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, or on uh, TikTok at House Havoc. Or Letterboxd, I think, just my name. Paul.
0: You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok. I should have done those the opposite way. TikTok and Letterboxd. Letterboxd where I keep a tally of all the films I watched this week. I watched Annette on Prime. That's a weird one. Check that out. Uh, And uh, I also keep a list of my rankings of these films. At Father of the Fear across all platforms. Zach, what are we watching next week?
1: Next week, we are watching the movie Behind Your Head on the Wall. The Godfather. Which is currently available on Peacock, the whole trilogy on there, where um, you, you can rent it on Amazon, Google, YouTube, or Vudu. Excellent.
0: We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Thanks for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and J. Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show. On Twitter at Oscar Pod, on Instagram at Oscar Pod, Jonathan. You remember when I said I needed to add something? That's what it was. I don't have Instagram in here. Good job. And, and on Facebook at the Oscar Rushdie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five star review. Let us know how much love, how much we love Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, on <laughs> Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, it really helps us to be more visible in the almighty rhythm of Al Gore. My mixer's broken,
1: sunrise, (laughs) sunset,
0: (laughs) goodbye. For Jonathan, Zach, and the knowledge that Clark Orange* is the worst movie in the world, Ah! I would like for you all to have a damn fine day. He's
1: wrong!